Grand Rising, everybody, and welcome back to Health Talk Radio, episode number five. I'm here with my co-host, Paul Burgess. Paul, how you doing this morning? Good, mate. How are you? It's actually afternoon I... for some of us, you know, not like you, yeah. like, like still getting up. Some of us have a full day's yeah. work already, but yeah, it's all good. So if you're in the UK with uh, on, on Paul's time, Paul, what time is it there? It's uh, what time? It's 20 past four in the afternoon. 20 past four. Well, Grand Rising, if you're in the US, good afternoon or evening if you're in the UK. We're going to talk about fat loss today. And I have been waiting as we were talking about this podcast. I believe like this is the episode that I have been waiting for. Fat loss, calories in, calories out. That is what we're going to talk about today. There are influencers and people out there in the wellness space that say calories in, calories out is all that matters. It is the holy grail. It is the only way. And as long as you're in a deficit, you're going to lose weight. So we're going to uncover and undo all of that to talk about the other things that matter, that it's not just all about calories. Right, Paul? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a pet peeve of yours. Because I've I've heard you talk about it for many years, and so <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm interested to hear what you have to say on it, um, and I'll I'll well, put my ten pence in, but I'm I'm interested to see your view on it. Yeah, so I have a hard time believing. Here's my thing: is like let's just take broccoli and a Kit Kat. I don't know why that comes to to mind, right? So let's just say you've got 500 calories in broccoli, and 500 calories in Kit Kat. Is that going to to have the same metabolic impact and effect on your body? Uh, it's not because it's it's composed of different um, vitamins and minerals and fats and proteins and all that. And so we get it that a junk food is going to have a different effect on the body to a, a if you want to call it a clean food or a vegetable, whatever it is. Um, but is 500 calories 500 calories? In a, uh, in a literal sense, it is still 500 calories, but it's mm -hmm. how your body responds to it based on what else is going on in your body already. This is where I want to go with this, right? If you have, um, look, I want to clear up something very early on in this. You need to be in a calorie deficit to lose weight. You're going to have to be right. You can't eat 5,000 calories a day and think you're going to lose weight because you're eating 5,000 calories of broccoli. However, the, the level of which your deficit comes in will hugely matter on how your underlying health and your underlying system is at that moment. So if you're pretty fit and well and you've got a good metabolism and there's no inflammation and your sleep's good and your stress is low and you're doing your exercise and so on you will probably have more flexibility in your calorie intake than someone who is very overweight massively inflamed doesn't really sleep very much very stressed got lots of comorbidities going on like diabetes or gout or something like that they're going to have to be much more conscientious about how many calories they eat it's because the environment is going into is way more compromised. Now, everyone has an individual level, clearly. You can roughly guesstimate what it is. You can say, you know, men 2,500, women 2,000 calories. 
but it's so arbitrary. I think that's complete nonsense. Like it has to be worked out for that individual. But um, but it, I personally think it very much depends on the health of the person. So so here's here's the the challenge that I have. Even as I hear you say, like you have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. In my experience through the nutritional coaching that I have done, I have gotten to a point where they are eating at a deficit or maybe they weren't, maybe the math was wrong, but people get stuck at a thousand calories. I mean, I have had clients that are eating a thousand calories that still couldn't lose weight. So now you're telling me that they were not in a deficit and that's why they couldn't lose weight. Like for sure, for sure. Well, I think you need to be very clear on what a deficit means. And a deficit is that you are burning more calories each day than you are taking in. And therefore, your body has to tap into energy resources that it has to make up the demand, right? So your body would have to tap into fat resources to get energy from it to make up for the amount of calories that are trying to be spent on that day because you're doing so much activity or you've got no food coming in or whatever else it is. The problem with that is, like you say, if someone's at a thousand calories and they're still not losing weight, you've got to look at, well, what else could cause that? What state Mm -hmm. are they in? Mm -hmm. Are they very inflamed? Very likely they are. Mm -hmm. Is the thousand calories they're eating accurate? Right? Mm -hmm. Right, right. For sure. Teaspoon of peanut butter can be 200 calories it can be 500 calories very easily yes i mean literally like i can tell you now if you had 60 grams of oats and you made it with water and then you put two scoops of protein powder in it and a teaspoon of peanut butter you're looking at six to seven hundred calories right right i do agree and you can eat that in 30 seconds right i do agree people mismanage their calories yep so, so, you know, effectively, your body does have to be taking in less calories than it's burning for it to tap into body fat to lose body fat to lose that yeah. weight. Yeah. But initially, what will happen is people will lose weight straight away because they'll cut back on something like carbohydrate, for example, and then the water will come off because yep. every gram of glucose or carbohydrate holds with it 2.7 grams of water. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you lose uh, the intake of carbohydrate, the water that was would have been attached to it immediately drops. So clearly mm-hmm. you lose weight quickly. And everyone knows when you lose the first five pounds, it's normally just water weight, you know, most of it. You're not losing five pounds of actual fat. Right. Then your body will stabilize to a point, and then it's going to be more difficult to lose the weight, right? Because you have mm-hmm. to then really start digging into have to adjust again sources. yep and so then we have to look at okay what allows us to be metabolically flexible and and burn fat for fuel as well as glucose for fuel at the right times and we mm-hmm. spoke last week or whenever it was about a three by five diet that gives you your that trains your body to do that <clears throat> excuse me but if people are on a thousand calories and they don't have that metabolic flexibility. They can't burn fat for fuel because they've been so stuck in this glucose burning state for the last 
two decades because all they've done is eaten yep. lots and lots of food all the time. And then and their machinery has forgotten how to switch to fat burning, then they are going to be eating a thousand calories and still not losing weight because the body's not got into this fat burning mode. It's still sat there burning calories. So I have to paint a picture here, but before I do, what I'm hearing is that you need to be in a deficit in order to lose weight. But just because you are in a deficit doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. Yeah, but people are going to argue that and go, well, no, that means you're not in a deficit. So, but what's your response to that, right? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to paint a picture. My, my response personally is, I think it's all nonsense. I think it's all blown out of proportion because if the goal for somebody is to lose weight because they're, they've put on 100 pounds or whatever it is, then we right, have to right. find out what has to happen for that individual for them to lose weight. Some of it will be dealing with other health issues they've got. Some of it will be reducing calories. Some of it will be maybe doing some exercise. Some of it will be getting their sleep right. Some of it will be improving their stress management and bringing down their cortisol. There's a lot right. of comp com components to this. We are not ones and zeros, right? We're not digital. Right. So, so, but, but what about the people? Because I'm, I'm talking specifically, and you know, this is, this is something I, I'm challenged with this, right? You know, in my post, I'm like, food quality matters more than calories in, calories out. And so what I'm trying to do for the audience here is say, for the people that are listening to these gurus, these health expert, experts that say, just worry and focus, calories in, calories out. If you're in a deficit, you're good, you're gonna lose weight. What do you say to those fitness professionals who are suggesting that it's just about calories in, calories out to the people who follow them? It, it's a difficult one because you're, you know, if, if someone is on 800 calories a day and is not losing weight and it's gen, genuinely 800 calories, then there has to be something else going on that's a problem because your base metabolic rate is not going to be 800 calories. You know, even just to lay in bed, it's very unlikely. There might be one or two people, but realistically, right. not everyone. So you're going to have a huge percentage 99 plus percent of people are not going to be using 800 calories a day as their base metabolic rate is going to be higher so if they're right. eating below that and they're not losing weight there are other components that need to be taken into account the problem right. is for people who just want to do the weight loss gig they are always going to say you've got to be in a deficit that's the end of it get in a deficit do more exercise you're going to lose weight and for the majority of people, that will work. But what I'm talking about is the people it doesn't work for. And that's what you're pointing out. You're saying, well, I've had people on 1,000 calories and not losing weight. But then you could have had another 500 people on 1,000 calories, and they all lost weight. So sure, we're now sure. talking about when it doesn't work when you're in a deficit, mm -hmm. why doesn't it work? So, and so let me paint where, a picture. And, and, and that's where it gets confusing. So let me paint a picture. And it's going to be, you know, <laughs> go on a journey with me, the listeners, everybody, you. So you got two people or even let's just say it's two different people, both males, both identical metabolism. Everything is the same. Now, I realize that this is hypothetical. You got two males and they're both eating 1500 calories at a 500 calorie deficit. So let's say, right, they're eating 1500 calories 
$500, a 500 calorie deficit, both of them. They're tracking accurately. One is eating Kit Kats, Fruit Loops, cereal, processed foods, right? 1,500 calories though, 1,500 calories on the dot. Some chocolate in there, some Kit Kats in there, maybe a soda, maybe a Coca-Cola in there. And then you've got this other person who's doing 1,500 calories, but they're doing chicken, lean meats, nuts, seed, whole food, sweet potato, quinoa, maybe some white rice. You've got two people. You've got person A, who I've just described, lots of sugar in those calories, but five, but 1,500 out of 500. So which one of these two people is losing weight faster or based on the theory the calories in, calories out theory, both of them would be losing weight at the same exact pace, correct? Or yeah. correct. So they would. Yeah, they would. And the, but the difference is the person on the junk food is going to feel very different to the person on the healthy diet. Right. The person on the junk food is going to find it extremely hard to stick to just 1,500 calories because there's no satiation there. I'm you're glad not you read feel that. Full. Yep. You're not right. going to be able to, you know, you're not going to sleep very well. Your hormones are all going to be screwed up. You're going to mm -hmm. be stressed. You're going to be very irritated, agitated. You're not just not going to feel great. You have mm -hmm. no energy, all that kind of stuff. And so when that happens, it's very much harder to stick with that, that low calorie intake, right? Whereas the guy who's eating chicken and veg and whatever will have good sources of fiber, lots of vitamins and minerals, good proteins, fats, carbohydrates, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that will keep him satiated longer and it will be easier for him to stick to it. Mm -hmm. So in the first week, they both lose three pounds. The second week, they both lose three pounds. The third week, the guy on the good diet loses another three pounds, but the other guy doesn't lose anything because he hasn't managed Why is to that? stick to it. He hasn't managed to stick to it. Gotcha, gotcha. So he's not eating 1,500 calories anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it just didn't work for him. Because he felt right. so crap, right? But right. I know for a fact that there's a very um, uh, well-known uh, uh, Twinkie diet that was done where a guy just at, a diff uh, just at Twinkies the whole time, but in a deficit, and he lost weight. Of course he did. But he felt awful at the end of it. He goes, well, this is just rubbish. And his point was, I'm just proving it is calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. And for most people, it is. But we have to be very aware to not get confused between people who are sick, got comorbidities, got issues with their metabolism. Not, I don't want to say metabolism because everyone's going to put their hand up and go, I've got a slow metabolism, absolute BS. That's not going to happen. A slow metabolism is in such a small percentage of the people in the world. Right, it's, right. it's really a non-entity. But it's about other things that are going on in people that when they're inflamed or they've got viral issues or bacterial issues that are preventing their um burning of calories in the efficient way most yep. people have right but let's talk about the general population if you're both eating 1500 calories a day one diet is terrible one diet is good uh, initially you'll both have the same success long term you have got no chance of sticking to it so you just described the majority of the world the majority of the world has comorbidities right insulin challenges with insulin and insulin and sugar. So for the, the, the fitness professionals who are recommending the calories in calories out diet to the people you just described, how can that be the best recommendation for the majority of the population? There's a mass market and they just want to give you the mass market answer. They're not interested right. in, in the individual. They don't have time to work with the individual. They're mm -hmm. saying, do as I say, 
60% of you are going to get really good results. We're going to talk all about those. And the 40% that don't get the result, you, you were lying to us. You weren't eating those calories. You were doing something else, blah, blah, blah. Right. And you're great. Okay, fine. Yeah, but, that shit pisses but, me off. But look at all the 60% of these million followers, that 600,000 followers that have all said, yeah, it worked for me. It was the greatest thing in the world. Go blend, go juice, go you know, go on a juicing retreat, whatever it is. It's a, it, At the end of the day, it's going to work for some people. But all of this is irrelevant. And I'll tell you why. Because when people are doing these things for dieting, mm-hmm. they don't keep it for long enough for it to have proper health ramifications long-term because they haven't dealt with some of the underlying problems that are going on. Mm -hmm. So let me illustrate. Weight Watchers, who are... it's exactly who I'm thinking about. Yeah. Yeah. You go, you you do your Weight Watchers, you lose your 20 pounds and you go and put it back on again, you go back to Weight Watchers. And if Weight Watchers worked, then everyone would be slim and they would be out of business. Right. So, So the calorie deficit thing as the tool for weight loss is flawed because Mm, it's not sustainable, right? Right. And so let's not focus on weight loss or fat loss. Let's focus on what can I do long-term that is sustainable that keeps my weight at the optimal level. That's a very different proposition. But I can't sell a book like that. Well, I have to sell a book that says lose seven pounds in seven days. <laughs> yes, so true. Where is that book? Everybody's everybody wants to know. Yeah, right. But 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 that's the that's the issue that everyone in this crazy modern world that we've got, where you want instant self gratification. I want to see a change today. I want to I want to look like that guy does. He said he woke up looking like that, and look at him. He's got all these abs and stuff. Can I tell you something? Being lean like that and having a low body fat percentage is not healthy for the majority of people. Mm. I'm telling you now, right? If anyone wants to argue that come on the show and we'll talk about it. So let me ask you this. So, so what is, what is a good healthy body fat percentage? So you just said abs, you know, on a lot of people being five, six, 7% body fat is not healthy for men. What is a healthy body fat percentage for women? What is a healthy body fat percentage in your experience? Well, I think it depends on age and it depends on uh, underlying health. But realistically, from a, from a men's perspective, 12 to 15% is fine. There's no problem with that. Go up to 18% if you really want to, depending on what your activity levels are and how your mm-hmm. health is, where's your cholesterol, where's your blood pressure, everything else. It's very mm-hmm. much related to that individual, right? And then women is a little bit higher, 20, 25% is fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to keep them fit well, menstruating everything has to be working properly so Mm -hmm. all this thing about getting lean 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 because the image is that for sure is nothing to do with health and i can tell you i've been six percent body fat and it sucked Mm -hmm. i was Mm -hmm. tired i felt awful for sure just not a good experience right and you know full well you're not going to keep it you're not going to stay there so the the downside is for the majority, not everyone, but the majority of people are going to have to put their body in a place it doesn't want to go. Right. Has to force it to get there. They will yep. take huge amounts of stimulants just to get through a day. They will very much be in a calorie deficit. They'll be doing huge amounts of training. 
under recovery, so they're going to really push the push yes. the body to the limit. Adrenals yep. are going to be shot. Hormones are going to be on the floor, and they're going to get to this point where they go, "Look, this is me today. Look, I look amazing." And go great. Yep. And four weeks later, they'd have put on twenty pounds yep. because it's not sustainable, and it was a completely stupid goal because there was no happiness on the way, right? Because you were just killing yourself uh, getting there. It's terrible. You get yeah. there on the day. Yeah. And all you yeah. do is go, oh, my God, I put on two, 200 grams. I'm getting fat. So, yeah. You no, just, yeah. There's no benefit to it. You just literally describe what goes on on Instagram to the T. To the T. Yeah. To the T. Yeah. But, but that's what people want because they think. I know. They think somewhere in there, there is a happiness. And there isn't. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. You were, you were, you get some people who are naturally very lean and they're the ones that are on YouTube eating loads of fruity pebbles, loads of carbohydrate. They're going, look, this is the way to do it. There is nothing wrong with this. There's one particular guy I'm thinking about. And I'm not going to mention him because he's actually a nice guy. And he was on my show way, way back in the day. He's got a lot of followers and is a, is a good lad, does some very good training programs, but he, swears blindly he says look i eat 400 grams of carbohydrate tonight and i get up lean as anything and i'm and yeah. that's what people need to do but i've seen his genetics and they are they are the, the 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 best genetics you can get for glucose metabolism yeah and so he's being perfectly honest he's going look this is what i do and this is what you should do because it works for me and people go mm -hmm. okay and they yeah. follow it in a completely different genetic profile and they end up putting on weight and they go, what? I don't get it. Yeah. I, was being as, I was being as good as I could be. And yeah. so Instagram and what it does is all lovely. And I'm not into people for weight loss. What, I'm, what I do in my practice is get people healthy. And to do that, you have to be able to stick to something long-term. So a couple of things, and I want to talk about genetics versus environment. Before we talk about that, you know, I'm shaking my head as you're going through that vicious cycle of getting lean for a photo shoot or for a competition. That was me. Five years ago, I was getting lean for a photo shoot with a, a famous fitness photographer in San Diego. And I cut, I remember I was eating like literally just like for the last couple of days, it was like rice cake. I cut my water and it was miserable. I mean, like you just described, you basically just described that lifestyle. And without stimulants, I couldn't have gotten throughout the day. So like to an average person who has kids or is working and has a job, like that's, you're absolutely right. That's not sustainable, but that is what's being showed on social media as sustainable by somebody who does nothing but that. Yeah, get off social media, man. Right, I know, I know. It's not, it's not the place to get your health, it's not the place to get your health advice and to look at what is going to make you happy. You know, the majority of people that are spending a lot of time on social media are very miserable. They've got a lot high anxiety. We've got huge amounts of um, suicides and depression based on the fact that I'm looking at your life that looks amazing and mine mm -hmm. sucks. Well, mm -hmm. your life's not that amazing because it's just not. And what makes <laughs> you happy? But, but, but here's the thing, right? What makes you happy is not going to make me happy anyway. Right. Because right. we have a totally different out, outlook on things. And so I will stick in my lane and I will do the things that make me happy today. And I will have fantastic experiences 
and the love of my family and my friends and everything else. And that's awesome. But if I then go, well, I want Mike Morelli's life. I need to get more like that. But why though? Because it's got nothing to do with me. It's not, you're not my journey, right? You're a completely different age group. I love you've it. Got I love completely it. different yep. goals. You've got completely yep. different values in life. What? But then that's yep. what people are doing. They're going, if I follow them, that's going to make me, that's going to give me that same happiness. Yeah. Ain't going to happen. It's like, if you follow Shaq O'Neal or you follow some of the big stars that are, you know, outspoken in the fact that they want to help people and they will give their money to people and they're such lovely guys and all the rest of it. That's awesome. You ain't never going to be him. Right. Because he's a unique individual, but you can be your own unique individual. That's the thing. You know what I say to that too is like, I'm already taken. There's already, I'm already here, you know, so be yourself because everybody else is taken. And that's the message that I've been preaching. Now, here's the thing. I will say that you are absolutely 100% correct. I have men messaging me all the time. How tall are you? How much do you weigh? I'm about as tall as you. I want to look like, like literally they're looking at me as if they are me because I'm the same height. They realize, oh, this guy's 5'7", five, 5'8", five, with shoes on. <laughs> this guy's 5'7". This guy's oh gosh, you know, I could see myself as having his body type. I wonder what he's doing. I'm going to do exactly what he's doing because I'm going to do that. And it's like, whoa, wait a second, back up. Be you. Go on your own journey and, right, like live your life. Yeah, because you'll bring far more value to the world living your life than you will by trying to be another Mike Morelli. Right. Right, exactly. Exactly. I bring different value to the world than you will bring. And therefore, if I try to be just like you, there's just a carbon copy of something that's already done. And And you know the copy is never as good as the original. So why bother even trying? You know, yeah, be your I own original, like I said. I want to go back to genetics because a lot of people, a lot of people blame their lack of health success on genetics. Ah, oh, my mom has diabetes. My mom had cancer. My mom, my grandma, it runs in my family. And I'm going to be a little blunt here and I want you to, to, to sort of take over, but when I hear the, oh, my mom's got diabetes, my mom's got cancer, my grandma's grandma had cancer, it runs in my family. What I say to that is, no, what runs in your family is poor lifestyle habits. What runs in your family is the processed foods, the refined carbs, and sugar. I see what you're eating. You're eating like your mom, and that's why you have diabetes, not because diabetes runs in your family. You just mentioned genetics. And I want to talk about genetics because that is maybe the most talked about or or it's the biggest excuse I get. But Michael, you don't know. My dad was big. My mom was big. My grandma was big. It runs in my family. So what do you say with regards to genetics? Yeah. <clears throat> Diabetes doesn't run in your family. The problem is no one runs in your family. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were... <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. So, so on that point, there's a, there, oh, there's, a, there's a big thing to unpack here, but I don't want to get into genetics in, in the form of its um, SNPs, the single nucleotide polymorphisms and, and, and that kind of thing, because it would get too technical. But what I will say is my father died of cancer at 65. His mother died of cancer. My mother's mother died of cancer. Um, so we've got it in the family, I would suggest, from a genetics perspective. My dad was diabetic. Um, 
a lot of the reasons that happened was bad education on the part of health. I don't mm-hmm. remember my my father ever doing any exercise really. Um, he smoked when he was younger because everyone smoked at that uh, you know in the fifties and sixties. Um, it, it was everyone did it. Um, so the processed foods came in, um, lack of movement and exercise, not really understanding anything around health. Um, you know that really didn't start kicking off until about the eighties, and so um, poor. Uh, uh, poor education around how to prevent those things gave them some of the issues that they had. Both my grandparents who died of cancer, both grew up in the war or lived through the war, sorry. And and in London at that time, it was very polluted. There was a lot of problems with that. So, you know, all of these things are, are reasons why those things would have happened. Is it genetic? Not really. Um, I personally know my genes I do have a predisposition to uh, diabetes. I don't. I don't um, process carbohydrate and sugar very well, so I know I'm aware of that. Um, mm-hmm. I do have um, a gene for late onset Alzheimer's, and I have a uh, a couple other uh, things that would cause problems. But with the information, I can then go, okay, well, I need to proactively mm-hmm. behave mm-hmm. in yep. a certain way so I avoid yep. those things. Yeah. Right. And 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 if I if I proactively um, monitor, uh, 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 change my behaviour so it doesn't bring on those things, right. then the genetics aren't the issue. Right. Genetics are only there if you do the things that set them off. Yeah. One of the one of the things that I've heard is, and let me know what you think of this: is genetics load the gun, lifestyle and environment pull the trigger. Right. Right. So if my if my lifestyle is <clears throat> sit down every day, eat bags of donuts, and um, don't move very much, then my genes will create diabetes because it right. suits them to do that. Right. You know, they're very good for it. Other people who do the same thing, who have very good um, carbohydrate meta- metabolism genes, would do that and wake up with a six-pack <clears throat> and get on YouTube and go, look, this is fine. Everyone talks to you about don't cut car- uh, cut carbohydrates. It's all rubbish. You know, you, mm-hmm. you can eat as much as you like. Look at me. Rah, rah, rah. And so there is a component to that. But again, we're talking about if you live a life that just isn't generally very healthy, right? So if you're eating standard American diet, standard British diet, you know, whatever it is, if you're having lots of junk food, processed sugars, blah, 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 you are going to be pretty sick anyway, genetics mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you've got the worst genetics, but you live a pretty healthy lifestyle, you get your sleep right, you're not stressed too much, you eat well, you do some exercise, very likely you're not going to get some of the predisposed genetic issues that you think you're going to get just because your mm-hmm. parents had it. There is other elements to that. And we've spoken about this before, you know, your toxicity that you've picked yep. up from chemicals, environments and stuff has to be dealt with. But what I'm saying is your genetics, if your mum was big, that's not the reason you are big genetically. The reason you're big because your mum was big is because your mother gave you the same information that she has. Mm-hmm. And then her, and then your, your aunt, her sister is the same. And your brother is the same because you all grew up eating and behaving and having the philosophy of that. 
So here's what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing, so genes are one thing. The way those genes express themselves is entirely different and environmental and influenced by the things that you just discussed. Yeah. And, and, but if you're, if you're in a relatively good diet and you're mm-hmm. exercising and you're, you know, stressed is, the stress is good, sleep is good, you're hydrated and you're doing everything you should be doing, then the likelihood of you having some of these serious chronic diseases, assuming you've dealt with all the other stuff that we spoke about in past episodes. Right, right. Mm-hmm. If, if your parents and grandparents were always very, very big people, and they always eat lots of pizza, lots of burgers, lots of nuggets or whatever it is that they eat, lots of soda, milkshakes, because that's how, that's how it was. You know, everyone mm-hmm. does it. Why wouldn't we? Right. Then you're going to be doing the same thing. There's, uh, you know, again, take a really stupid example. Plenty of, plenty of very successful, wealthy people come out of the most deprived and poor areas in the world. Yes. Because everyone else is stuck there because they're in the same thinking and they're doing the same things. And these people are going, I'm not following that. I'm going to do something else. Mm-hmm. And guess what? They get a different result. So we go back to where do your beliefs come from? Mm-hmm. Is there a reason? Yeah. So, and I know you probably experienced this too. I have many people in my life that are scared to get cancer and or diabetes simply because their parents had it. And it's a thought, right, that they continue to manifest. How much of that manifestation uh, becomes problematic? Do you think that, that, you know, you're thinking about it, you're obsessing it, you're thinking about it, you're obsessing on it. Do you think that that has negative ramifications? I don't think it's, I don't think it's useful. Right. If you, if you keep, worrying and having anxiety over the fact that you are going to get cancer there's definitely some um uh, influence in that you'll bring it into your life as with anything else right sure sure that's what i wanted to that's what i wanted to hear yeah but but i don't know that's the one thing i mean if if someone was otherwise fit and healthy but they just stood there you know just sat there all day and wished cancer into their life would it i hope no one's doing that yeah i don't i don't know but you know, all of this is it's the same as when people cure themselves of certain diseases. Right. It's a mindset. It's it... a mindset along yes. with the right yes. application of different things. Yes. And, and it really will help. And there's some really interesting studies where um, schizophrenic uh, patients in, in one personality, they've got a perfectly normal metabolism. And in their other personality, they are diabetic. Wow. Their, and their metabolism changes to that of a diabetic. Yes. So it, nothing changes in. Wow. Know, they're the same person, but that belief is that, and 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 their metabolism changes due to that influence in their in their belief. Would you by chance have have a link for that that we could that we could uh, drop below or? That's a very old study, but I'm sure you will find it if you if you look online. I don't have it current. I mean, I've, I've known about that for. That's crazy, though. That's that's crazy. Same as it's the same as um, when people are under hypnosis, right? And they're given an, an onion and told it's the best apple they've ever eaten, and they'll eat it and go, "Oh my god, this is amazing! I can't believe it. It's fantastic." It's about what their you know their belief behind that thing. And there are also other studies which, if you search for them, you will find where. People are told, you know, under hypnosis, 
the influence is that the, the, they've got an ice cube that's put onto their arm, and but they're told it's a red hot poker, and their skin will blister as if it's been burned. Mm-hmm. Because that's what their body is like. So very important you choose the thoughts correctly, right? And, yes. And, yes. And, but yes. again, if you're if you're doing everything that we know are the good things to do, you'll end up being more healthy than not healthy. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you need some help with it, as we said with toxins and molds and stuff. The the modern world we live in is not set up to make us well. But where do the influences come from? Where do the beliefs come from? If you believe yep. everyone in your family is big because they all eat 5,000, 8,000 calories a day of junk food, then yeah, you're going to be right. You know, that yep. you're going to, you're going to see that happen. Um, it, it's a very difficult thing because when you start getting into the socioeconomics of it all and how people feel in a deprived area, and maybe the only thing that makes them feel good is food. And then mm-hmm. food is linked to reward. You know, when you were a kid, if you were playing up and, and, and making a noise, your mum gave you pizza or that you sat down and ate. Or when you did something that was good, they were, oh, well done, here's an ice cream. Or great, that's great, have this because you did something good. And you're constantly getting that. And whether it's good or bad, you're getting fed. Uh-huh. Then as you grow older... A reward system becomes a reward system. Well, it becomes everything. It becomes something to yeah. make me feel better or it becomes something to treat me with. So I'll have a good day today, I'll have the ice cream. Or yeah, I feel crap yeah. today, I'll have the ice cream. And all yeah, of a sudden, you're yeah. just having the ice cream. Yeah, and it sticks with them. So I, I've got, I, I want to bring this back to fat loss as we close out episode five. And for those people that are listening, last week, Paul gave some really good information about a diet that he believes is literally your last diet. It's the three by five. You have to go back to the episode. You have to listen to it. Now, we've covered a lot of ground. With regards to fat loss, I've got a couple of questions here. For someone that's trying to lose fat, that is counting calories, not having success, what do you say to them as they're listening to this, knowing that they've got their MyFitnessPal, they think they're in a deficit, they're not losing weight, what kind of tips and tricks can we give this person who is fixated on calories in, calories out, at the same time frustrated because it's not working? Well, it, it, the first thing I'll say, if it's not working, stop doing it because it's not working. Um, stop using my fitness pal or any of the other uh, monitoring tools only because it's causing anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and just take your foot off the gas a little bit, reduce the intensity of this, and then just like breathe, relax, and then reapproach it differently. So if you're eating well and you're eating good food, that's what people would call clean food and, and whatnot. Give us, some, give us some examples really quickly. Give us some examples of that. So you say clean food because there's a lot of people that are like. Good, so, okay. So good food, you're talking about good proteins, beef, chicken, turkey, fish. There's hundreds of fish, by the way, right? Yep. Eggs, potentially, yep. that kind of thing from a protein perspective. If you're looking at good fats, nuts, seeds, avocado, olives, olive oil, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Coconut and oil, then, would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coconut oil as well. Yeah. And then yep. and then from a vegetables perspective, you know, take your pick. Anything that's brightly colored. And what yep. you want on your plate is this crazy rainbow looking thing, right? Because mm-hmm. when you see a plate like that, that's got lots of color, good 
uh, like protein and fats and vegetables and things like that, you know intrinsically it's good for you. Something, you know, from evolution tells us this stuff is good for our body. It sure. Is, is this considered, in your mind, is this considered, if we're going to use a label for this food, would you say paleo diet? Yeah, paleolithic diet is fine, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then um, carbohydrate-wise, sweet potato, your favorite. Normal yeah, potatoes, you said it. Fine. <laughs> um, you know, normal potatoes, I think, are fine. Rice is okay for a lot of people. Um, I'd stay away from wheat, pasta, that kind of thing, because a lot of people actually bloat off the back of that. But what about like what about some of these? What about some of these healthier pastas that are made from like pea, uh, sweet potato? Yeah, yeah, just try it. You know, it's yeah. a processed food. It's not a natural food, right? It's processed, but right. you can try it, and if it works for you, great. But here's the thing. Before you start trying to hack the system and use the shoe-ins, as I call them, which is these, these fake pastas and, the, and, and these other made-up uh, uh, foods, just yep. do natural food for now. Right. Natural, one-ingredient food. And don't count calories. Just eat well, because you can't overeat on that stuff. Mm -hmm. When you need to count calories is when you're eating the Quest bar or you're eating the the yogurt with the, the I'm so glad you said that whatever yeah. other else thing you put in it to sweeten it and all that kind of thing, because it's real difficult to not overeat on that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, but if you were just eating one ingredient foods, like you pick up the label, it just says broccoli. You pick yep. up the label, it just says chicken breast. It just yep. says egg. Right. The, so then when you're eating those foods, you tend not to overeat on them. Yep. <clears throat> They're also pretty much anti-inflammatory. Most of them. Right. Eggs, maybe not. A lot of people can get reaction, reactions to them. But basically, eating good food and just letting go of the intensity of it all, you'll probably find that a lot of the, the stress and the worry of it just melts away. And with that, you bring down inflammation. Yeah. You reduce your cortisol levels. You improve your stress hormones. And then you actually start leaning out more than you thought you were going to. Yeah. And it becomes almost effortless. Yeah. If you get to a point where you go, right, I'm 18% body fat and I want to get down to 12%, then you've got to be a bit more conscientious about what and how you do it. Okay. Maybe we do need to go lower. And so one of the things you can do that works really well, and I think I talked about this at one of the retreats that you ran a few years ago is you can start using the thermic effect of food yes. to increase your calorie burn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. So, for example, if you eat 2,000 calories a day and it's split between 33% protein, 33% carbs, 33% fat. Sure. There's your 2,000 calories. Each of those macronutrients, protein, carb, fat, have a different thermic effect. In other words, it costs the body an amount of energy to process mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. fat, for example, takes very little energy to process. Between zero, nothing, and 3%. Mm -hmm. So if you eat 100 calories of fat, you will absorb 97 to 100 calories of it. Sure. This is good. Yeah, I'm glad you went here. If you, do, um, if you look at that from a carbohydrate perspective, it's around 15%. These, mm -hmm. are, these are rough numbers. Uh, you know, for people who are going to get into the science... I want the exact numbers. I'm not interested because it's about the principle. So uh, carbohydrate is around that 15% mark. Yep. Which protein is the highest, right? If you eat 100 calories in carbohydrate, you'll probably absorb 85 calories, right? 
because mm-hmm. 15 of the calories that you ate is spent in energy to process that in your body. Protein is higher. It's around 20, 25%. And so if we know it's 20%, let's say, the more protein you eat, the more your body has to work to burn that, uh, to process that, right? So if we move our 2,000 calories of 33% protein, 33% carbs, 33% fat, and we adjust it, still 2,000 calories, but now it's 60% protein, 20% carbs, 20% fat, you will you will naturally be yeah. in a bigger deficit. I, this is so good. Yeah. Yep. Right? Because you're, pro, you're having to spend more energy processing the more protein. Right. So then how does this... Yeah. And I, and I know we've got to finish up here, but how does this factor into... We were just talking about calories in, calories out. We were just talking about that, right? You have to be in a deficit. So what about the person... Right. So let me let me go back there really quickly. Same people, both eating at 500 at a 500 calorie deficit. But one of those people is having more protein than the other. That's also going to impact the calories in calories out framework. Right. But then they're not a 500 calorie deficit. Well, because so then you're so you're factoring. Yeah. But so you're factoring you're factoring in the thermic effect of food in the deficit. Yeah, because if you're both eating 1500 calories. Right. That's that's the that's the thing you have to factor, right? You say, right, it's fifteen hundred. Yep. But if you're now saying, yeah, but if I push the protein up on this side, right, what then's going to happen is actually one of them's in fifteen hundred calories, one's now eating fourteen hundred. Right, 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 right. So this is, but this is, but but these gurus, these but these gurus, these these guys and girls that we're talking about on Instagram, they're not saying this. They're not. They're not. They're, yeah. I, I don't care what they say. It's too. It, you make not you, but they're making life too complicated. I Get over it. Stop being yeah. complicated. Just go right. look, eat well, right. relax. And you know what happens when you eat well and you stop focusing on that? This whole world that you've been that you've been living in mm-hmm. all of a sudden opens up and you realize that the world's a beautiful place and there's so much joy to be had. But right. you are so you fixated on, the... on your yeah. fucking Tupperware missed... box, right? Yeah, yeah. And your totally. my fitness pal that you missed the last five years of it. Amen. And, and I haven't got time for it. Yeah. I haven't got time yeah. for getting involved with whoever's on Instagram doing this, that, and the other, right. because I've got more important things to do with people. And I'm not, I'm not saying that they're wrong. They can do what they like. Good luck to them. If people want to follow them, you do that. Personally, I've been in and out of that business for many decades. You know, I've been through it, out the other side, and I know what the shortfalls are. And right. it doesn't work for the people that want to live a happy life. You can't right. live a happy life while you're looking at my my fitness pal and going, if I eat that apple, I'm going to have to do 20 minutes on the treadmill. Right? That's Bullshit. Not cool, right? Yeah, no, it's not. It's so, not. And so, I will say, yeah, go ahead. But if you're trying to lose weight and you want to lose some body fat, then eating more protein is going to help because you're going to be- More right, satiated you know, too. You're going, to be, yep. you're going to be just taking that small advantage of the thermic effect of food. I think that's a double whammy though, right? That's a double whammy. Not only are you more satiated, but you also have the thermic effect of food with when you're talking protein. Yeah, right. So yep. it makes it easier to stick to. But here's the thing. You get to 18% and you go, right, I want to get down to 12. Whatever the numbers are, right? Oh, I just want to lose that extra 10 pounds, whatever it is. The question you should be asking is, why do I want to lose that weight? Mm-hmm. Well, I think everybody wants to look look good. They want to look, and when they say, and when they say look good, right? They're looking at what they think is the image of the the image of. Why do you want to look good? 
uh, the validation that I get when I'm out at the bar or when I'm on the when I'm at the beach or when I'm in society, right? It's all it's a form of validation. Oh my gosh, that guy's fit. He looks great. Like we want to hear that validation. What does that validation do for you? Well, me personally, it doesn't doesn't do anything. I'm just speaking from yeah, just in yeah. general. If I think it makes people good. feel good. Makes people feel good. Does right? it? Makes a, a lot of people say a lot. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, temporarily. No. Yes, temporarily. No, not at all. Because what do they say when you go, oh, you're looking in great shape? And they go, yeah, I'm getting there. True. But they're not accepting that compliment. True. Right? They're, they're, True. They've got oh, such shit. a low self-esteem that even when you tell them they look great, right. they, they still don't. don't believe it and they still don't get the value out of it. True. So True. now what they've done is they've done the Mike Morelli 1.0 getting down to for a photo shoot where there was no mm -hmm. happiness on the way. And when they got there... They didn't really feel as though they were in good enough shape anyway. And then people are saying, you look great. And going, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. Not bad. And I've just got to do this a bit more oh, boy, before I'm satisfied. So yep. And, yep. And there's no way that is validation there. Like you right. might think there is because from the outside, you think that's why people do it. But the reality is it doesn't happen. So you ask yourself, why do I want to get down to that 12%? Mm -hmm. And really, is there a happy way of doing that? Am I going to be happy on the way? If the answer is no, then you might want to reconsider, is it a worthy Right. And this goes back to the first episode, right? Are you happy now? Right? Are you happy now? And I'll tell you, ever since that episode, I'm constantly thinking, right? Like, is this making me happy now? Correct. Right. And then, and that's why when the people get to that 18, 15%, now I want to get down to 12, I want to get sub 10. Oh, I just want to do it just because I want to see what it's like. Why? Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. You don't want to see what it's like. You think you're going to be happier there because you're not happy where you are. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. let's get happy where you are and then all of a sudden that goal is not important anymore yeah. that's what I said to you before yeah. right if you were happy today the majority of the goals you've got will cease to be important yep. because you're all hanging your potential future happiness on these things doesn't gotcha. mean you shouldn't have goals. I think it's, I think you nailed it I think you nailed it I think the people that are listening right now hopefully they have a reality check and and you know especially the people that are consumed with calorie counting right you know and like you said oh my gosh if i eat this apple i'm gonna have to go gonna have to go on another walk tonight or or whatever right i want to finish with this one question um if you want to lose weight better to better to manage your calories or better to manage your sugar i think um i'll go back to what i said before is that you eat a healthy diet uh -huh. And in the healthy diet, there's not huge amounts of sugar. True. Okay. But, but so what I, I'm, try, <laughs> I'm, try, I'm trying to pin you down here. I realize you're so, you explain all of this so eloquently and you cover all of your bases. I've noticed if you're going to answer that question, let's just say you have a gun to your head. All right. You have a gun to your head right now. Paul, I want to lose weight. Should I? If I had a gun to my head, I would question I'm in the wrong room. And that would be the end of that, right? I wouldn't be sitting there You're trying to answer shit. that question. You're such a shit. <laughs> but if, Come if, on, just do it for the listeners. Should you reduce your sugar? Basically, should you reduce your sugar to help you yeah. lose weight? And of course you should. Right. But what's more important? I'm saying what's more important, calories or sugar? For weight loss specifically, calories or sugar? What are the? What is the most important thing? But I, 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 okay, so I'm going to have to be honest and not and say I don't understand that question, because you've got to have a calorie level, and within that calorie level, you've got to have a low amount of sugar. Okay. But but it's like saying, well, do I eat sugar or not? Well, 
But I think we know the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you eat leads to the more sugar you eat. You said that earlier. You said like if I'm eating processed foods, with which are the foods that contain sugar, and I'm doing 1,500 calories, I am going to want to overeat because I won't be satiated. So if we're looking at this. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's no value in having high amounts of sugar in any kind of diet or nutrition right. plan. Because it right. doesn't, it's not there for us. We're not supposed to run off that refined stuff. Right. And so, yes, cut your sugar down, right. eat healthy foods, and you'll yep. probably find that things will work out for themselves. But what yep. I want to do mention, I do want to mention this because it's such a huge topic, and we're not really covering what you know what we. Well, could we have be. another episode coming up. Maybe we got to yeah, talk but, about. We got to yeah. But what I want to do say is there is this section of people that are already in you know in this low weight you know they've got a good weight around them and they just want to try and really dial it in and get super lean and they're the ones that i'm saying well you need to question your your motives behind that but then you've got this other subsection of people who are quite heavy and for health purposes they need to lose some weight i think that section of the people can get huge benefit just by eating well don't count your calories. Don't try and go and do, don't go and do the biggest loser and be on 800 calories a day and do six hours of exercise because every single one of those contestants put all the weight back on, right? And I'm talking hundreds of pounds. How can you lose hundreds of pounds and then put it all back on again? Insane, right? So I'm talking about the majority of people who have got heavier, whether because of lockdown or because they've got lazy or they've got a family and they've got older or whatever it is you've got this 20 30 40 pounds maybe that you put on honestly don't try and hack the system eat good food go back to the three by five diet we spoke about get your sleep right manage your stress and these things will actually start working for you yeah at the moment if you're trying to shoehorn in these pseudo foods like a protein bar or a you know I don't know, whatever kind that of are marketed that are marketed as health foods like mind you right right because you just drop those in oh my gosh this is healthy it's a healthy bar made with healthy ingredients but it's still processed still has sugar and is still problematic for somebody that's trying to lose weight but it's a candy bar right right that's and, right that's and, what, and what is it yeah. doing but here again this is what i'm talking about it's a big subject what is that doing it's continuing to train your taste buds to expect that level of sweetness. Agreed, agreed. And so until you retrain. So. <laughs> uh, so manage your sugar, manage your weight loss. Everything that you're everything that you're saying to me, in my mind, I'm like, for the listener, manage your sugar, manage your insulin, and that's how you're going to manage your weight, not by fixating on calories. Help. It will certainly help yeah. massively, right? But you just said, like you just said, the candy bar, the candy bar, right? It's a it, the protein bar is a candy bar, yeah, right. So and, that's and it, sugar, and and it's going to perpetuate your body's expectation exactly. of having sweet things. And so exactly. when you eat something that's not quite so sweet, you know, bitter foods, um, like uh, uh, leaves, for example, like red lettuce and things that are bitter, endive, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, that they have very very powerful um uh, benefits for us and and women especially don't ask me how i know this but there are bitter food taste bitter taste receptors on the ovaries and they respond well to those sort of uh foods and so when um 
when we eat bitter foods, it, 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 it's beneficial for us, right? It, it produces more stomach acid, it improves bile acids, which we need to um, break down a lot of foods that we eat. And also we need for thyroid function. It gives us all sorts of really good benefits. But if you're just eating sweet foods because of the taste, then all you're doing is you're pleasuring the tongue and everything beyond that is getting cast aside. There's no value to it. And so if you keep eating that stuff, all you want to do is keep eating more and more sugar stuff. How can I replicate my morning dessert, right? My, my fruity pebbles. I know I'll go and do, I'll, I'll use oats and then I'll throw a load of protein powder in it, which is highly sweetened, but it's not sugar. It's artificial sweetener. And then I'll put blueberries in it and I'll put some honey on top. You're killing it. it. You're crushing it right now. What's yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you, are, you are absolutely nailing this. And, and but all you're doing is moving it and, right. and thinking it's healthy. But now right. I don't even have to do that. I can just buy it in a bar in a in a in a wrapper. Even the wrapper looks like it's a candy bar. Come on, I know, right? I know. And I so know. the um, I, I spoke to somebody on my podcast once who used to be in food management and and marketing, and he said we did one thing to a bar once. We we just changed the wrapper to be something that looked like it was more sugary. And our sales went through the roof. Yeah. And it was the best thing ever because it was just nonsense. And, you know, there's, there's again, eat well, good, clean food, one, one ingredient, whole foods. You're very unlikely to overeat. Yes. You're going to be far less bloated. You're going to be far less tired. You're going to just feel better. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's about, actually, I feel pretty good. Why yeah. do I need to lose more weight? So you realize that you indirectly answered the question, right? <laughs> Don't I mean, eat sugar. You, 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 Don't you, eat you lots of sugar. You, you no, but the question, but the question yeah. was sugar or calories. And, it, and that didn't... That... No, I'm not saying sugar or calories. I'm saying if you're going to lose weight, which is more important to focus on, the calories or the sugar, and through quality foods, you naturally drop sugar. So inadvertently, you said, manage your sugar. Manage your sugar by choosing quality foods that are not packaged, that are not bars, that are not bullshit. Manage your sugar. You effectively said manage your sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. Yeah, you know, blueberries, strawberries, that kind of thing are fine. Right. You're not going to eat five punnets of blueberries, right? You're going to get bored of them. But what I'm saying is you've got to just eat good food, which we were made to eat, and everything else will take care of itself. Awesome. It's only when we've got health issues that we need mm -hmm. to treat, then we can look at it from a different perspective. If you've got cancer, then maybe a lot of cancers will, will directly be affected by a ketogenic diet in a good way. You know, right. you starve them, they won't grow, not all of them, so don't just right. go doing it. If you, if you know somebody's got cancer, say you have to go keto, that's not true. But the ones that do respond well to it, they respond very well to it. And so there are, there's a big other part of this uh, you know this discussion but for people that we're talking to today if you're in that you're trying to get that last 10 pounds off really ask yourself why and mm -hmm. the people that have got the 50 pounds chill manage out. your sugar do it well manage your, manage sugar. your eat, sugar eat good food yeah. go back to that three yeah. by five diet episode it will really help and yep. it's sustainable and it and it does all the things that we need to do from a metabolic flexibility flexibility perspective yep. and so you know this stuff isn't it doesn't need to be so complicated. 
We don't right. need to be counting every calorie. And because actually, if that says it's 50 calories, you don't know how that's going to react in your body. And the majority of them aren't 50 calories worth. It's going to be completely different. So, you know, it's actually a no-win game from the beginning. I love it. Yeah. If, uh, if, if you didn't or wouldn't make such a big noise by dropping your mic, I would say drop the mic because you crushed it. I mean, you nailed it. And I, and I really hope, and and we'll stop there because that was enough for people to chew on. And we've got so many episodes in the pipeline. We'll go deeper into a lot of these topics, uh, genetics, genetic, genetic makeup and and all the things and, and things that you know. Uh, but for the listeners who are listening in right now, uh, a couple of things, no matter where you're listening to this episode on, please share it. Give us feedback. We want to know what you think because it's going to allow us to create new information, new episodes that are that are, are going to be more targeted to what you want to know, first and foremost. Secondly, no matter where you're watching it, get Paul's information below. I'm going to link up his Instagram. Follow him because he is putting out cutting edge and i say cutting edge even though it's kind of a marketing tactic and gimmick but you're really on the cutting edge paul like you know things Here, here's the thing right i don't think i am let me tell you why because a lot of the things that i'm talking about are the basic stuff that we're not getting right that's not cutting edge that's that's being just sensible it's the people who are trying to be clever that people are following and not getting the result or they're getting all caught up in the thing. It has to be a biohack. If you don't do this every day, you know, if you're not, if you're not grounding yourself and journaling and putting butter in your coffee and doing red light therapy and, 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 then you can't possibly get through a day. It's like, well, hang on a minute. No, those individual things do have some value, but let's get the basics right before start trying to do that stuff. So true. And, and everyone's trying to do that stuff and not do the basics. Yep. Oh, I got three hours of sleep last night. I'm fine. No, you're not. You don't trust me. You're not fine. And so my stuff is more about how do I create a happy, fulfilling life for people that they can consistently follow and be well yep. by dealing with what the underlying issues are health-wise and then put them on this track that they can just stick to, right? So some yep. of my stuff will be quite basic. Others will be. I think you've got, yeah, you've got some cutting edge stuff that you post on your Instagram though. Uh, uh, yeah. Others will be. You're downplaying. You are, you are downplaying the shit out of this right now. You realize that this is, this is the Paul that I know. This is, this is him. This is you, you sandbagger, dude. <laughs> come find, come, come and find out what, what's on there. But also listen, come, um, I'm really interested to people. I want to uh, shout out to a guy that I spoke to um, a couple of weeks ago. Who's a college guy. And we, were, we had a really good discussion about, um, he was from the podcast, by the way, and, and we had a really good discussion about, you know, the major he was taking in, in college and how it wasn't really making him happy and how doing something else would make him happy. I don't want to name him just in case um, it's an issue for him, but, um, but there was a really good conversation because I think by the end of it, he realized that just by making some small changes, he could have a, a, a much, much happier and better life <clears throat> going forward. He's only a young guy. And so if that conversation made a difference to him, at, you know, in his very early 20s, imagine where his life will be when he's 50 odd. I love it. And, yeah. and that's um, how we do what we do. So, so by all means, you know, you can go to my website, book a free call. There's a button there. Uh, whether it's chatting about goals, life goals and whatnot, or if it's actual health issues, let's, let's talk more. Um, I want people to write in to the show 
Um, so you're going to have to put a link there somehow <clears throat> and, uh, and tell us what you want us to speak about. I have a podcast that has nearly 190 episodes, been running since 2014. Trust me, you run out of things to say. So you need feedback from people. To, where does this show want to go? Which, which path we want to take? And what is it that people are really looking to hear? Because yeah. if you're going to come on and say to me, how do I lose weight fast? I'm going to put this back to you and say, what's most important to you about that? Because <clears> you're <throat> getting it wrong, right? And if we can get people away from the culture, which is quick fix, instant self-gratification, look like that aesthetic model, blah, 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 and actually get <clears> them <throat> to think about what really matters, we can change a huge amount of people's worlds in, and, and do it effectively. So give us... The, the the questions and the things yeah. I'll, I'll drop a link i'll drop a link or, or uh, an email i'll create an email specifically an inbox specifically for this because i think i think you nailed it and, and look paul i'm i'm humbled and honored to be on this show with you um the information that you continue to put out week after week is is gold i feel like i'm going to school every single week for an hour on wednesdays i feel like i'm going to school i'm learning and i really really hope the fans followers and listeners subscribers are learning too like, and you know what I'm going to say to you? If you're at school, we'll turn up on time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was five or 10 minutes late today, y'all. All right. All right. Fair, fair. Fair, fair. The teacher has spoken. I love you guys, Paul. I love you. Thanks to all the listeners and, and all of the downloads. We're just getting started. And uh, we've got a, a full journey ahead. And uh, so stay tuned for the upcoming episodes because they are going to be just as great. Thanks so much, Paul. See you soon, Mike. Talk to you later, brother.